the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings to you. Less than an hour ago, we said goodbye to summer. We did? Uh-huh. Yes, the uh, autumnal. we? Yeah, the autumnal equinox. You can say goodbye to summer. I'm saying goodbye to summer. I didn't sign in. The equinox or sign uh, on. Sign in. came upon us at 321. <laughs> did it? <laughs> 321. I like that. It came upon us. Yes, it did. And so now we slide into cold and dark. Well, that, isn't it a pick? Isn't it great to have John back? Well, I'm just Christy? saying, I'm giving you the weather update. Hey, also, watch out for tornadoes, right? Oh, yeah. Until 10 o'clock tonight, we got a tornado right? warning. And the Wicked Witch on her bicycle because she's coming down. Listen, the- that's, that's just me. <laughs> hey, no. Don't say that about yourself. Especially because that Christy. woman gave me. Was that um, Margaret, Margaret Hamilton? Hamilton. Yeah. Was she the woman on the bike also? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, she gave me nightmares. Of course she should have. She gave every kid a nightmare. Horrible. Okay. Christy. Christy's with yep. us. Oh, she's going to be the tiebreaker. I love The Wizard of Oz. I hate The Wizard of Oz. I love The Wizard of Oz. Boom. Boom. Oh, Thank you, Christy. Oh, man. And Wicked, the musical. Uh, I'm all for it. Very okay. nice. Excellent. I'll take Good job. They step it up. I think it's the worst. I hate the story. Yep. I think it's creepy. It's a great story. I, I just love okay, it so much. Fine. Christy gives us common sense. You guys once all again. go off and live your best. God life. bless you. Anyway, happy to be back. We've yeah. been away from each other. I know. I haven't seen you in a long time, yeah. John. Uh-huh. I feel good about it. Yeah. I'm not oh, even... away. Wow. No, 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 no. <laughs> that I was away. Sound... I felt good that I was away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. sat on the beach and, you know, you went to Scranton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys. Okay, I went to the beach. You went to Scranton. Yeah, I, I mean, ev- everything is as it should be. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, did you see the guys from Dunder Mifflin? Uh, I saw a lot of Dunder Mifflin. Did stuff. you? I sure did. They embrace it, do they, in Scranton? Oh my gosh, do they embrace it? And they should. <laughs> of course, they should. They should because they've had a really hard time for yeah, decades. Because there's not much so, else in Scranton. No, so I was very happy to see that they had something to celebrate. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Good. All right, we're back together again, and uh, as we always do, we get underway. Kath gives us the top news stories of the day. Kath, without further ado, please give us the top four at four. Wow. There's three of us in here all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. Christy. We're crowded. For Wednesday, September 22nd, 2021. Number one. Many Haitian migrants camped in a small Texas border town are being released in the U.S., two U.S. officials said, undercutting the Biden administration's public statements that thousands in the camp faced immediate expulsion. According to CBS News, Haitians have been freed on a very, very large scale. That's a quote. In recent days, according to one U.S. official who put the figure in the thousands. Many have been released with notices to appear at an immigration office within 60 days, an outcome that requires less processing time from Border Patrol agents than ordering an appearance at immigration court and points to the speed at which authorities are moving, the official said. How do you get from Haiti to the border? Well, most of those Haitian immigrants are from South America. 
and they were, uh, well, it's a long story. Okay. I'll tell you after the music is over. Number two. Two suspects in an attack on Jewish men outside a Los Angeles restaurant last spring were charged yesterday with a hate crime, according to ABC News. The suspects were part of a pro-Palestinian caravan that stopped near Sushi Fumi on the city's west side, where diners were eating at outdoor tables on May 18th. Witnesses told news media that people in the caravan threw bottles and chanted death to Jews and, quote, free Palestine. And men got out of vehicles and began asking who was Jewish. A brawl erupted when two diners said that they indeed were. Two men in their 30s were each charged with two felony counts of assault by means of force, likely to cause great bodily injury, according to the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. The charges also included a hate crime allegation. Civic and faith leaders all condemned the incident. Number three, Pope Francis has a message for his haters. Still alive, even though some people wanted me dead. Mm. According to the Washington Post today, hundreds of Italians cheered for him under a Rome hospital balcony this summer, but not everybody was happy that he made it out of colon surgery. What, what kind of jerks are we talking about? Exactly the Some of his foes held secret meetings about his health. If I'm in the hospital getting part of my colon resected, could you guys hold off on the meeting? Secret or otherwise, please. They were, quote, preparing the conclave, the pontiff said, referring to a meeting where a new pope is elected. Patience, he said, thank God. I am well. At 84 years old, the head of the Roman Catholic Church is back at work after spending 10 days at a hospital in July when doctors removed part of his intestine. The scheduled operation went smoothly, though it did revive questions about whether Francis would stay in his role as he grows older. Since the early 1800s, only one pope has reached age 86 while still sitting in the chair. I heard they took out like 13 feet of his intestine. You can't take 13 feet of your large intestine. There isn't 13 feet of it. Small intestine. Oh, is that what they took out? Number four. And Light Up Night, the annual kickoff to our city's holiday season, is back. Celebrating its 60th anniversary after being canceled in 2020 due to the pandemic, this year's program will be moved, though, to a different day. It's a Saturday night. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's usually the Friday before Thanksgiving, but now it's going to be the Saturday, which is Saturday, November 20th. According to the city paper, the change in date will minimize scheduling and traffic problems and virtually eliminate rush hour complications with street closures. (laughs) There's nobody downtown now anyway. Well, just be quiet about that. The shift also makes accessing the celebration less challenging for families because parents will no longer need to schedule around school times and work hours to ensure they don't miss the festivities. And that, my friends, is your top four. At four. Very nice. Now you can comment on it. <laughs> Remember they used to call it sparkle season? I hated it. Remember sparkle season? I uh-huh. hated that. Yeah. I was uh, in, in a musical Christmas carol down at the uh, the Benedum. I'm sorry, the Byam. And Lenora Nemitz, she uh, headlined the parade. She was Miss Sparkle Season. And she would <laughs> walk down Liberty Avenue dressed as a gigantic star. Speaking of Scranton, that's like something from The Office. <laughs> it was. She, even Lenora felt bad about it. Of she loves she did. glitz. Yeah, but that was too much. Anyway, that sparkle was, season. That was just a little bit of sparkle too far. Right. So the first day of fall, uh, I said to my kid, because uh, I know he loves fall, you know, happy autumn. Uh, when will you get your first pumpkin spice? He says, I do not like anything pumpkin spice. So I'm glad the apple did not fall far from the tree. Right. But we have pumpkin spices represented right. heartily here. Love right them. Home. Love the pumpkin. How about a taffy apple? You want a taffy apple? I love the taste of that. I like it. I'm not a big fan. No, a, I am. I gotta be honest with you. That's a lot of work. Caramel apple? That's a lot of work. Ta- oh wait, taffy apple's the red one? Yeah. No, because that's that sticks to your teeth. Yeah. yeah. That forget that. Give me a caramel apple all day, I every like day. Apple. Yeah. But I'll that's do a still apple. a lot of work. Right. It's a lot it of is. chewing. Really. How about did you ever buy like the caramel stuff like at the grocery store and then just cut an apple and, and like swirl it in there? 
Oh, All the good. time. That's good stuff, that's isn't it? That's so good. That's pure sugar, by that the way. That is absolutely. And yeah. what better thing to do to a natural fruit? <laughs> than to bury it in sugar. Yeah, well, it's like a, a chocolate-covered strawberry. Which is delicious. Of course it is. Who doesn't want that one? I us, want huh? that. How about chocolate-covered pineapple? Remember oh. when our friend David got us the whole, oh, like... Oh, I certainly do. What was that thing? The yeah, bouquet? the basket The thing. basket. And chocolate-covered... Mm. Who knew chocolate-covered pineapple would be Everything. delicious? And chocolate-covered cantaloupe? Seriously. You can or put chocolate-covered anything. It's fabulous. Roof shingles. I'd be happy to eat it. Just cover it with chocolate. Absolutely. Make you feel better. I'll tell you about the Haitian, uh, Haitian uh, immigrants later. All right. The Haitian... <laughs> remember that? Remember the old <laughs> the day? Haitia. The Haitian. Okay. All right, uh, what's next? Okay, after this break, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about Mary Lou Williams. Fabulous. Oh, listen, there's a brand new book by Deanna Witkowski on uh, Pittsburgh legend, pianist Mary Lou Williams. I'm holding up the book. Isn't that a beautiful? Sure is. Portrait of her, too. Music for the soul, the story of Mary Lou Williams. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. When it comes to higher education, it's worth considering a Christian university or college, one that reaffirms students' faith instead of tearing it down. Research shows that students who attend a Christian college can become significantly more committed to their faith, and that's an important investment to make. You care about the type of people who are teaching the classes and about the content of the courses just as much as you do about the strength of the academics. It matters that Christian faith is supported and shared. Find out about many schools at once by attending the free Christian College Fair with representatives of colleges and universities from across North America. Start planning now. Take advantage of the opportunity to meet with representatives from top Christian colleges throughout the country. Learn about financial aid, scholarship opportunities, and more. Take your first step to a Christian college education at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford, Saturday, September 25th from 11 to 1. That's the Pittsburgh Christian College Fair, Saturday, September 25th at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford from 11 a.m to 1 p.m. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike is offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great specials. That's 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hello, Word FM listeners. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager at Salem Media here in Pittsburgh. Looking to upgrade your career? Increase your annual earnings? At Salem Media, we sell advertising campaigns to local business owners using our radio stations and Salem Surround assets featuring over 50 social media and digital products. If you have more than two years of successful outside sales experience, proficient computer skills, and a drive to be the best, please go to Salem.cc and look for Pittsburgh under the Careers tab. Salem Media Pittsburgh is an equal opportunity.
opportunity employer. Mary Lou Williams is a name that every Pittsburgher should know. But most people don't. Her portrait is on the side of the building right on the Allegheny River there, um, along with other famous Pittsburghers. But if you ask the average person walking down Grant Street, who's Mary Lou Williams? I'm sorry to say, I think people would be kind of, well, maybe I've heard of her, but I don't really know who she Mm -hmm. is. Anyway, we're really excited to talk about Mary Lou Williams today with Deanna Witkowski, who's an award-winning jazz pianist herself and a composer who recently relocated here to Pittsburgh after spending more than 20 years as a New Yorker. Her seven recordings include the forthcoming Force of Nature, featuring all Mary Lou Williams compositions. Deanna is currently a PhD student in jazz studies at the University of Pittsburgh. And Deanna, we're happy to meet you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to meet you as well, Kathy and John. Yes, thank you, Deanna. So, I mean, Kathy's introduction sort of says it all about Mary Lou Williams, Deanna, that, you know, we claim her as a Pittsburgher, but people don't know who she is. I mean, why the ignorance among us? Well, I think you're totally right. I mean, that even among jazz musicians, people know Mary Lou Williams' name, but not necessarily her music. And I think that's partially because of... The names that we do know, people like, say, Thelonious Monk or Charlie Parker, are people who had more recording opportunities than Mary Lou did uh, in the 40s and 50s. And so certainly jazz musicians know those names and they'll tune by those people. But Mary Lou is not as well known because she didn't always have the same opportunities. Yeah. Let's talk about Mary Lou Williams' early years. So she was born in Atlanta, but grew up right here in Pittsburgh in the East Liberty section of town. Um, Lots of siblings. Talk about her home life. (laughs) Sure. Well, when Mary Lou was born, one of the interesting things is that the midwife uh, delivering her said that she was born with a veil, which was part of the placenta over her eyes. And so that was believed in African-American culture very strongly that she had a sixth sense. And she carried that with her when she moved to Pittsburgh when she was four years old. And she also had really deep intuition uh, in terms of picking up what other people were feeling. So after her family moved to East Liberty, for a while, they were in the minority as African-Americans in their neighborhood. And they were sometimes greeted when they came home with bricks that had been thrown through their windows. Uh, so Mary Lou found that a way that she could counter that and spread love in her neighborhood was actually playing piano in neighbors' homes. And then the bricks stopped. So, so they, they were throwing bricks one. through her window because they just wanted to hear her play? No, because there were a lot of tensions in her neighborhood at the time between people of different backgrounds and different races, and they didn't really want her family to be there. So black so, families in the neighborhood, so we're going to you know, terrorize you, basically. Right, yes. And so that she calmed was, all that, that but point. she calmed all that down by playing? Well, that's certainly what she claims. I mean, she said that as basically as early as like seven or eight years old she started playing in neighbors homes and this was unbeknownst to her mother for a while until she had an accident and broke her arm and neighbors came over to the house and started asking where the little piano girl was and that's how her mother found out she was actually playing in other people's houses oh that's so cool Fabulous. Wow. Okay, so a big family, I mean, a lot of neighborhood unrest, um, but she was self-taught on the piano. Is that right? 
Yes. Well, Mary Lou's mother, Virginia Riser, did not want Mary Lou to take formal piano lessons because she felt that if she did that and learned to read music, that she might lose her ability to improvise because that's what had happened to Mary Lou's mother when she that she claimed that when she took lessons, she could only read music and not improvise as much. So Mary Lou learned from musicians who were traveling through town, who came to her house and sat at the piano, and she would essentially pick up things from them, as well as from musicians in Pittsburgh. She was taken a lot to different people's gigs in the Hill District. She talks in particular about one pianist named Jack Howard, who had a very strong left-hand feel and told her that that was where the groove and the feeling was in jazz, and she really emulated him a lot. Yeah, you can hear that in her music. The strong left hand. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. yeah. All right, so let me, back, let me back up, though. You said that when um, when musicians would come through town, you know, they would go to her house or, you know, maybe give her a lesson or hear it. How did she, how did they know about her? Was she, did she have mentors that took her under their wing or introduced her to people who were coming through town? Well, I think news about Mary Lou spread pretty quickly because okay. she was a child prodigy. Huh, okay. So, you know, and she was also able to really pick up music very quickly by ear. So she was sought out for being able to do that. I mean, the first band that she goes on the road with is, is a vaudeville group called Hits and Bits that she goes on the road with when she's about 15 years old. And the band leader comes to that, her house because he's heard you have to hear this pianist because he needed a sub for a particular tour coming up. When he gets to her house, he sees Mary Lou playing hopscotch outside, and he thinks he's been he's a brunt of a joke or something. And then he actually goes into her house, and hears, he basically hums to her the music, the melodies of what he's doing, and she picks up the music, and she goes on the tour. Wow, that's fabulous. Hey, just joined us. Deanna Witkowski is with us. Her brand new book is called Mary Lou Williams, Music for the Soul. Okay, so Deanna, along the same vein of this conversation, you know, as we're talking, I'm thinking about Billy Strayhorn and Gene Kelly, also from the East Liberty neighborhood. I mean, what is it about East Liberty? Did, did any of those paths ever cross, the three of them? Well, yeah, Mary Lou definitely was friends with Billy Strayhorn. She was also friends with Errol Garner, mm -hmm. who lived oh. really close by. Um, and there's also, you know, Westinghouse High School was really a school where a lot of major Pittsburgh jazz musicians came out of that school. Now, Mary Lou didn't finish school there, but she was there for a time. So there's really, I mean, and particularly with jazz pianists, there's like a whole Pittsburgh piano school and and one of the things is that actually every pianist has a very distinctive sound so there's mary Lou, billy strayhorn ahmad jamal earl hein wow, errol wow. garner these are all really innovative pianists in the history of jazz that is so cool i love that intersection something was in the drinking water in east liberty yeah no kidding <laughs> i'm hold, i'm holding up the new book if you're watching the stream right now and you can watch uh the show live uh, right now on YouTube, the, uh, the station is the word Pittsburgh. I had a minute there where I couldn't remember what it's called. The word Pittsburgh. Um, this is a beautiful cover of the new book um, on Mary Lou Williams, Music for the Soul. We're talking to author Deanna Witkowski. Um, Deanna, talk about how many women were playing or singing uh, in jazz circles at this time. Well, I think you're right to differentiate out the playing and the singing. Because certainly then and still now in jazz, there's more women 
uh, vocalists sure. than there are instrumentalists. And Mary Lou was often the only woman in bands she was playing with. So, for instance, she tours for 12 years with an early big band called Andy Kirk and his Clouds of Joy, and that's a 12-piece unit, and she's the only woman. Um, however, when that band was based out of Kansas City and toured a lot, but that was their home base, Mary Lou does mention several other women pianists like Julia Lee who were in Kansas City. So piano tends to be the instrument that if there were uh, more than, than one person playing it who happened to be female, I mean, it was, it was a piano, but Mary Lou was definitely in the minority. Mm, that's interesting. Okay. So, Deanna, you, you know, you're talking primarily, I believe, to a, a Christian audience. We're always interested in people's faith journeys. So Mary Lou came to faith late in life and, and did so in Europe. Tell us the story. Sure. Well, in late 1952, Mary Lou goes to Europe for the first time for a tour that she thinks is going to be two weeks. And, you know, she told her booking agent she wants to be back in time to visit her family in Pittsburgh for Christmas. And so... But she doesn't have a return ticket before she leaves. When she gets to Europe, she finds there's no return ticket. She ends up staying in Europe for two years. Instead of... There, she really starts to question what her music can do practically for other people. This is a period where she had been bringing a lot of musicians who struggled with different forms of addiction into her home. She was really trying to provide healing for people. And she starts questioning if her music is something that can do that. Hmm. She also sees some of the environments where she's playing and just wondering. Uh, I really think especially when her friend Charlie Parker dies in 1955, and and unfortunately Charlie Parker had a drug issue, she really then starts very much questioning what she should be doing. So while she's in Europe, she uh, she goes to a garden where there's a statue of the Virgin Mary. A fan actually shows her this place, and she feels like it's a space where she can be quiet and pray. When she comes back to America at the end of 1954, she starts searching for another place like that. She starts checking out churches in her Harlem neighborhood, and she finds a Catholic church called Our Lady of Lourdes, which she says she went there because it was the only church she could find that was open during the day <laughs> where she could be quiet and pray. And she starts going to Mass there. Now, while she had been in Europe, she actually decided to stop performing publicly for a time. And this begins a period of about three years where Mary Lou really consciously has a spiritual search, and she stops performing in public, essentially, and it's a very interesting story. A group of priests and musicians, including Dizzy Gillespie uh, and his wife Lorraine, who all helped Mary Lou find her way to uh, faith and to the Catholic Church and to integrating that faith with her music so that she comes back to public performance as well, starting in 1957. Wow, that's a great story. Deanna, there's just not enough time to talk about all of the, you know, all the associations that Mary Lou Williams had, you know, in, including, you know, Louis Armstrong picking her up and giving her a kiss to, um, you know, Duke Ellington, to Charlie Parker, to Dizzy Gillespie, to all of that. So I guess, so that's why people should read the book. The book is, is called Mary Lou Williams, Music for the Soul. But I want to ask you, um, last question for you, why you as a pianist love her? I mean, obviously you're invested enough that you've produced this terrific book 
book. Um, what is it about her playing that grabbed you? Well, there's two things about Mary Lou's music that really grabbed me. One is that she has such a breadth in her playing stylistically, and she always viewed herself as an experimenter and someone who wanted to try different things. And I very much try to do that in my own music and when I play her music. And the other thing is that for her, the blues were the spiritual feeling and the base of of the music that she played. And I hear that in her music, no matter whether she's playing a blues or playing, I mean, something, something very different. So I, I admire both of those qualities in, in her playing and try to bring that out in my own. And Deanna, what would you recommend for people who have never listened to Mary Lou Williams? Where should they begin? Wow. Well, I have a lot of favorite records, but I'll say my favorite Mary Lou Williams record is from 1974. This is late in her life because she died in 81. It's called Zoning. And it's a record where you can really hear uh, the diversity of styles that she plays with electric bass on that record rather than acoustic bass. So it still sounds very modern. Very nice. You said Zoning. Yes, Very nice. zoning. Yeah, and Dina, what about you? I mean, do you get a chance, uh, even with COVID, to uh, perform? Uh, people can hear you play? Yes, and I have some things related to Mary Lou coming up, especially next month in October. So I have a whole week of Mary Lou-related stuff. Oh. On October 17th, I'm playing at City of Asylum with a trio, doing all Mary Lou music and reading from the book. No kidding. And then on the 23rd, I'm at St. Benedict the Moor, discussing out with my trio how to listen to Mary Lou's sacred music because she wrote three jazz masses. And then the next day, the 24th, I'm at Sacred Heart Church in Shadyside doing Mary Lou's Mass with a choir and my quartet. Oh, that is fabulous. I'll t- I'm I'm going to be at one of those. Me too. For sure. yeah. I, yeah. We love asylum right. in the city. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Who wouldn't want to go yeah. to worship and hear Mary Lou Williams part of worship? That's I know. Very it's cool. fabulous. Yeah. yeah, Deanna, hopefully we can meet face-to-face during one of those events. Yes, I hope so. Yeah. Terrific. We can't thank you enough for joining yeah. us today. Show that book one more time. Yeah. It's fabulous. And thank you. Our pleasure. Deanna Witkowski. Uh, Mary Lou Williams, her new work, Mary Lou Williams Music. Music for the soul. We'll take a quick break. We're just getting underway. It's the ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here on Word FM. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Harry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Why doing it right roofing site? and remodeling as an Owens Corning roofing platinum preferred contractor it's simple it's in their name they're doing it right and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver call 724 new roof want it done right call doing it right Liberty. 
Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. With today's technology, anyone can take a video, but getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Word FM presents our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. A free event open to all senior and associate pastors and their spouses. Come experience a day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker, Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 1030 a.m. Reservations are required. To attend, reserve your free tickets now at wordfm.com pastors. Tornado watch is in effect through late this evening. Tonight, cloudy and breezy, some rain at times, and a couple of thunderstorms this evening. Storms can be strong to severe, producing flooding downpours, damaging winds, even an isolated tornado. Later tonight, rain at times, maybe another thunderstorm. It'll be breezy and turn much cooler with a low of 53. Tomorrow, a passing morning shower, otherwise mostly cloudy and breezy, dry in the Laurel Mountains, the high 60. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. We're all busy. I mean, it's just, it's a lot to keep up with. You know, you got your phone, you got your, your iPad, you got your kids' homework. Your phone. You got your, you know, your electric payment that you're arguing with somebody about. You got your, you know, church meeting. You got, total anyway. car. It's just a lot. You total your car. Yeah. Those the insurance company. Happen. I mean, it's just a lot to all keep up with. All that stuff. Anyway. So sometimes you need somebody who's kind of looking at the bigger home picture and just maybe a little nugget of wisdom for your day oh who doesn't like a nugget i think a nugget is good especially at a moment like this so today we'd like to debut a brand new segment called this works on that indeed it's tips from kath that's me about stuff around the house are you ready (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want to start with this, John. You know how either you forget, hopefully you don't, but someone comes to your house and puts a glass down on your wood end table. Oh, I've done that. Or your Myself. coffee table, well, just right? Just out of negligence. Just... And so you you got your ring. You got the ring there. Then you... You, but, you, but that's not going to get it. It's not going to get oh. rid of it. No. You know what will get rid of it? What? Mayonnaise. What? I'm not lying. Wait, wait. You get a nice piece of wood furniture. Yep. Mm-hmm. It takes out the coaster ring or the, yep. mm-hmm. really the water so spot? You, so you take your mayonnaise 
you put on a paper towel. It's better on a soft cloth, like a like a nice soft rag. Yeah. And you just rub that mayonnaise into yeah. your oh. table. You will see that the beverage ring will slowly start to go away. Really? And then you can start to buff it along with the grain of the wood. Really? But it doesn't hurt the wood. That's it. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, next time I have a tuna fish sandwich, I'll think better of it. Mm-hmm. This works on that. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, Heloise has nothing on you, No, I mean, huh? Heloise is old school. Yeah, like, yeah. we're, we're going to pick it up to contemporary times, John. Very nice. All right. You know, um, I was reading today about the encroaching empire of which is Amazon. Oh. Right? Are you kidding me? And uh, that massive thing. Now, here's the weird thing is. Okay, so Amazon's so gigantic, they've essentially, in many ways, crushed brick and mortar. Right, I would say almost single-handed. Oh yeah, right. Because they started with bookstores. Yeah, so all the bookstores went under. Right. But now we've gone to everything from hardware stores to department stores to you name it. And and I'm and they're trying to do with grocery stores. Well, uh, why not? Right. I mean, look, it feeds into that laziness in all of us. Well, and the busyness. Sometimes it's not lazy. Sometimes it's just people are stretched too thin. Okay. Let me just. I needed batteries the other day. Yeah. I ordered single, like, 4D batteries. That's just, as I'm doing this, I'm going, John, just go to the store. And then I was like, no, I don't have to go to the store. I'll just wait for the guy to show up and put them on my doorstep. I mean, that's just lazy. But I went to Amazon and ordered them, and there they were. You know, two days later, I had my batteries. Yeah. That's just, so I, I'm indicting myself in the laziness of the moment. So anyway, so now that Amazon has... Thank you. Mm-hmm. They've crushed the brick and mortar. Now they're saying, wait, uh, we think we're going to go into the brick and mortar business. That we ourselves now are going to have Amazon stores. So it's going to be like an, a total Amazon world now. Yeah, they're going to take over everything is what they're going to do. Okay, but the brick and mortar stores, yeah. they're like, ev- what's going to be in them? Everything. Well, you can't have everything. I mean, the whole reason Amazon exists is because it's, there's more stuff than any store could ever hold. Well, okay. So are they going to have like just clothing stores? Or are they just going to have like just hardware stores or Amazon grocery? Or what, what are we talking about? I can't imagine it. But I do know that greater minds than you and I are now breathing genius life into that. You know, right? you mean greater minds that produced um, This Works on That recent segment we just debuted? Well, I mean, that was, I'm not saying that's genius. I mean, who doesn't like to take mayonnaise and get a little ring out of their wood uh, You're going to be surprised. Table? I mean, yeah. You know, my mom used to wash her hair with uh, mayonnaise. That seems like that would be gross. Don't I, I've got photographs of her. Because the first time I saw it, I was like, hold on, Mom. Let me take a picture of that. I don't know what she was doing, but she was washing her hair in mayonnaise. mayonnaise. All right. Listen, when we come back, we're going to talk more about Amazon moving into the brick and mortar thing. What does that mean? And what does... Are we going to end up with all the same problems we have with every other store? Of course we are. I don't know. What's next? Right on. One hundred one point five Word FM, W O R D. There are tough times ahead for planet Earth, and this week on a new beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us explore the turmoil of the Great Tribulation. But we'll see the bright light of God's love for His children shines through. Discover the good news amidst the bad. This week on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie. Weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. 
I think it's fascinating how resilient French fries are. I hadn't cleaned out my poor car in years, and so I decided to do it from the trunk to under the seats. I found five different types of balls, enough junk to challenge Mary Poppins' magical bag, and a good start at a French fry museum. It's Ryan, and if you tried to turn all the stuff hidden in my car into cash, you'd undoubtedly owe money. But luckily for most of us, it's quite the opposite when it comes to looking inside our homes. Home values have gone fly-a-kite high for many, meaning if you look under those seats, there's a good chance you could pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in your home to use for whatever you wanted. And with current mortgage rates being where they are, oftentimes you can lower the years on the overall loan or lower your monthly payment at the same time you're doing a cash-out refinance. If you're curious about your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. In the last 12 months, the Federal Reserve has added over $4 trillion to their balance sheet. It's led to an explosion in financial assets. Stocks, bonds, commodities, cryptocurrencies, housing prices have all exploded higher. But the Federal Reserve can't keep this going forever. This is unsustainable. It's why you need Advantage Gold. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. We don't pay celebrities millions of dollars. We pass that value on to you. It's why we're number one. Call 800-900-8000 now. Speak with one of our experts and learn how. We'll send you a free gold kit and a copy of my national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call 800-900-8000 now. Tune in to Word FM this Thursday from 2.30 to 3 to hear our newest program, Kingdom Business, brought to you by the Ministry of CLC, Christ-led communities of Pittsburgh. Each week, host Mike Hatch highlights local Pittsburgh business leaders and entrepreneurs who are making a redemptive impact in the marketplace for the sake of God's kingdom. Tune in to Kingdom Business tomorrow and every Thursday from 2.30 to 3 and find inspiration to be an ambassador for Christ through enterprise here on 101.5 FM WORD. talking about Amazon and, you know, their takeover of the world. Right. But um, especially in particular, their takeover of brick and mortar, because this is a new thing for Amazon. So my question, John, is what, is there any indication yet on what the stores are going to be like? Yes, there is. Okay. So primarily they want to build these stores and they seem to be, I would say, smallish because they're going to feature Amazon's own brand, the Amazon Basic. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, they want you to. Uh, they're going to sell their clothing and maybe a few other associated clothing lines, and they want to see the potential can improve the brand recognition of its own apparel. Now the idea has been tested for customers to scan QR codes of items they want to try on using a smartphone app, and for associates in the stores to gather the items and place them in fitting rooms. Once they're in the fitting rooms, customers could ask for more items using a touch screen capable of recommending additional clothing based upon the pieces the wait, shoppers wait, wait, like. Wait, so, wait, so your phone is going to be telling you what other things you can try on, not the person who's working in the store? Right, right. That's, while you're, well, that, that's humiliating. While you're stuck in the, in the, in the fitting room. room. Yeah. Now, the fitting room, 
apparently is going to be high tech. It'll have, which also kind of make you leery, you know, big flat screen TVs that you are interacting with on an Amazon site. Now these are supposed to this premiere. Sound enjoyable. Well, how many enjoyable experiences have you had in a fitting room? Listen, I used to work in retail. Yeah, I have had very few enjoyable experiences. Exactly, in a right? Room. The fitting room is always kind of like the last bastion of. I mean, my favorite fitting room that I've ever been in was the yeah. old Gimbel's department store because the men's fitting downtown. rooms. Yeah, downtown men's fitting room had windows. <laughs> You'd go like into the fitting room, and you would like change your. You know, you're putting on a pair of jeans, and you had a river view of downtown Pittsburgh. Like it was fat, you know. There was you were looking over to where PNC Park is right now. I don't even remember Gimbel's downtown. Don't you? No. Oh, I bet it was nice. It was very nice. I don't even remember. That's sad. To me, it was sort of like the. Um, I'm sorry. It wasn't. It wasn't Gimbel's. It was Horns. Oh, that's right. what I mean. I do remember right, Horns. It was horns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Right. So for me, the horns order seemed. No, I loved Horns. Elegant. Yes. It did. To me, the order of stores was in the three department stores was Horns, Kaufman's, Kaufman's, Gimbel's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think you're right about that. But anyway, the changing room for men yeah. had this incredible view. I mean, it was a million dollar Okay, view. well, let me tell you about the changing room for women. Okay, I don't remember, obviously, the changing room for women at Horns because it closed when I was little. But every other fitting room for women is nasty. Okay, the carpet's stained. There are clothes piled on the floor in addition to on every hook in there. But what about that poor person who has to put and all those clothes away? I was that person. Oh, you poor thing. Okay. Listen Horrible when job. I tell you the very worst job. When I worked at Kaufman's, um, I and I was like 18 years old, I worked in men's furnishings and there's no fitting room in men's furnishings. Like there, you know. You're, what is it? Just belts and wallets. Yeah. And, and shirts and ties. Okay. Right. Okay. So it's not the number. And the shirts have like sh- five hundred pins in them. Well, Who's yeah, try and that exactly. On? And they're you know in the little you know plastic things. You anyway, so nobody's. But if somebody was sick, I'd have to sub in and I'd have to go to another. So the very worst thing you could do is say, Kathy, you go to Junior's, <laughs> Junior's fitting room. Like it's like going to Aeropostale or something, or yeah. like um, what's down at the other end of the mall? Uh-huh. Like I. I, gap. No, no, no. Way younger Baby than gap. gap. Way younger than gap. American Eagle? No, way oh. younger. Way younger. What's younger than American Eagle? No, way younger than American Eagle. What's justice? Like, justice. What's justice? Justice. It's like sparkly things for girls under 13. Mm. Anyway, there's stuff. Now, justice isn't even that bad because their their parents are like usually stepping in and doing stuff. But when you go to like Forever 21, like one of the... The the worst, absolutely the worst. They're just, they're just junked. There's nothing nice about a woman. So then, room. were you the person who listen to how? I feel like I need to talk to my therapist about this. Very it sounded it was sort of like a confession. Serious. Yeah, right? it was. It was like a lot. Came Bless out me, just Father, then. for I've sinned. I'm going to. So what about those people though? Like whenever I go here, okay, my wife, she enforces this. We we go try stuff on, and I just go. I'm going to leave those there. Someone will put. The, she's like, no, no. We have to take them back. We have to hang okay, them back. That, up okay, again. so so people who work in retail don't like that person either. Because I'm going to miss. Yes, hang you're going to put them. it in the wrong. Lost. You're going to put it in the wrong place, and Thank then we're going to be mad. I'm going to call you next. It time. would be nicer for you to put it on a hanger and just return it to the rack oh, I outside the fitting room. That's fine. That is what we want. The, we. I mean, I haven't worked in retail in a long time, but when I worked, did you Play ever work car. in retail, Christy? Yes, I did. Am Wait. I saying anything that's untoward? No, uh, it's all true. Thank you. Where did you work in retail? Dick Sporting Goods. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a whole other story, isn't it? Great stories. Uh. So you sold shoes too. I did. I worked everywhere. 
Did you? Yeah, whole store, wherever they needed me. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And men's fitting rooms are way better than uh, women's fitting yes, rooms. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Why is that? It's the same thing with men's bath. I had to clean the bathrooms there. And the same thing, yeah. yeah. Women's rooms are disgusting. The men's rooms are clean. Men's? Uh, how can men's be clean? I'm telling you, it's true. Men's are like peeing all over the floor and Listen, everything. Okay, I am just telling you, I worked in the men's department for years. And the very worst news, like I said, is you have to go work in women's. Because really? it's just all of it. Plus, there are a lot more women that try things on. So those fitting rooms get a lot more, yeah. you know, attention. It's right. bad. I've reached the point now where I go, I don't want to try. I'm just going to take it home. Yeah. Okay, back to Amazon though. Why would you want to be in a fitting room with a large screen TV so that you can interact with it and order different size? Like that's <laughs> I don't know. the whole reason that you're going know. to a store is that there's someone there who's competent who can help you. I, I don't want to do all the Here's things the myself. What you're going to say to Amazon? That's a bad idea. They revolutionized. Whenever they first started to sell books, people were like, "I'm not going to buy a book on a computer. Why would I do that? That sounds like a really why bad would I, idea. Why would I take a picture on my phone right i mean so whatever they're thinking they're way ahead of the curve here is all, is all i'm saying all right well I, am i allowed to just say i said i don't like it well okay um have you ever bought the basic clothes from amazon never i have and it's it's basic okay i mean you know like it's not you know okay so so if it's not, not if it's not great i have a feeling the thing that people like about it is that it comes to their house so if they have to no. go to a store to get it I you don't like, think they're probably going to like it. You like it because it's cheap. Okay, but you like it because it's cheap and comes to your house. Right. Would you go to a store to try on that type of clothing? If the fitting room is nice, maybe I might. <laughs> Just saying. All right. Coming up next, um, Pittsburgh City Council advances a law banning something that I wouldn't think that they would particularly be interested in, but it's cat declawing surgery. Are we talking about that in Pittsburgh? I guess we are. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike is offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great specials. That's 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The nation of Haiti is in crisis. 18 months of COVID-19 induced food shortages. An earthquake and tropical storms have pushed children and families to the brink of starvation. Sometimes when I don't have anything to give them, they'll cry and tell me they're hungry. And I have to tell them that I don't have anything. But you can make a difference. 
We are so blessed to live in the country that we live in. And if you're able to give anything, any small amount would help. Food for the Poor has stood with Haitian families for 35 years. And with your help, together we can help them through this difficult time by giving them what they need most, food. Your generous gift will allow Food for the Poor and our church partners to feed starving children and families. $150 gives enough food to feed 25 children for the next month. Please help answer their prayers and cries for help. Click the red Help Haiti banner at wordfm.com or on your cell. Dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Or click the red Help Haiti banner at wordfm.com. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy, where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. Schedule a personal tour today and see what a consistent, quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. I have two cats. Um, I They are the number three and number four cat I've had in my life. I didn't grow up with pets at all. I lived in an anti-pet household. So when I got married, um, I had a friend who was like, you should get a cat. And I mm-hmm. thought, I'm not getting a cat. I know nothing about animals. Anyway, uh, 12 hours later, I had two cats. Good for you. Changed um, your life, Best, it? best, best decision. Yeah. It was just really, really wonderful. Now, you've had cats yourself. I have. We grew up in a dog household. My mom, my mom always thought... By her, she always said, "I don't like cats. I think they're evil." Which, okay, but then you know later on, of course, That's a you big know, judgment to put on a species. It, it okay. was, you know, whatever. That's what how she grew up, mm-hmm. right? You grew up in an anti-cat house. She grew up in a cats are evil house. Sure, okay. And we grew up with dogs, so I, everybody won in our house. Anyway, um, then later on, my sister, my oldest sister, had a cat, and my mom changed her tune about cats. Of course, she fell in love. Well, of with course, because it's not evil, right? Once you're around the cat, you know. Sure. Um, my first cat I found on the street in New York City. Uh, it was a big black cat. He just, uh, you know, how cats often do, stray cat. They, he adopted us. Right. Right. We, we named him Jet because he was jet black and he was fabulous. I mean, he's just a big beast of a cat. And I had that cat for a long time. Uh, then uh, when I married my wife, she came with two cats that were given to her by two guys. The cats, unfortunately, were named Bartles and James. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. they were sweethearts. Sure. They were two brothers that, okay. you know, that were together. And then they passed away. And then when my youngest boy was, I think, four, he became obsessed with cats. And so we, you know, we got a cat from him, a rescue cat. And, for him. Uh, for him. Yeah. A cat was named Sparky. And, the uh, spark. The spark, man. The spark was large and in charge. He sure was. Uh, he ran the house. And there were t- we at the time, we had two dogs as well, Gus and Ruby. But Sparky would take no gruff Mm-mm. from the dogs. He Mm-mm. would slap them in the face and hiss and have his way. So we love cats. Oh, yeah. At some point, I think I'd get another cat. We are we are sort of, we get a weird bird right now. That's a whole other story. Yeah. it's You kind of have to be careful what 
you do with the bird and the and the bird. Cat. The bird came to us anyway. because you know this was a weak moment for a kid. Sure, I understand. Anyway, so news comes today uh, that Pittsburgh City Council is getting ready to pass a ban on uh, declawing cats. Okay, I I think this is primarily a very good thing. Okay, uh, the declawing process of a cat, I believe, uh, is inhumane. Mm-hmm. That it it takes away a, a tool, an instrument. Um, you know, imagine someone taking your fingernails off, right? Right. I mean, they, they need these claws for any number of things. But people have done this over the years, obviously, because, you know, cats can be destructive, right? I mean, yeah, they can and tear he, up your furniture. And that's the problem. And, you know, I'm such, I am such a cat lover. My first two cats that I got back in the 90s, I didn't, I'd never had animals before. I had them declawed because I didn't know that you shouldn't have them declawed. And, it, I mean, they had a hard time at first, but they they were they were fine. They were fine. Yeah. They they were fine. Um, and Abu lived almost 20. Without claws. He was 19 Front and a half. Claw, yeah. Okay. Now, Gus and Charlotte, who I have now, who I deeply love and would do anything for, are not declawed because by then I realized this is something that was painful for cats. They have wrecked so many things. Oh, Listen, it. you just, you have to, it's just a lot to keep after. So the people say, well, just get them a scratching post. Does that work? Okay, so I have one cat with a, who loves the scratching post. Yeah. Gus will never. I don't know what it is. He's philosophically opposed to a scratching post. He's going to scratch my doorways. Mm. He's going to scratch my two sofas, whatever. I mean, it's just it's a full-time job to keep right. after it. Okay, so the weird thing is now that Pittsburgh City Council is uh, this they're soon going to ban declawing in the right. city. Right. So of this is under legislation that was advanced by them today. Okay, so my only thing is could you consider remember Pittsburgh in the 60s and the 70s and city council even talking about something like this why is this something that they're discussing we live in a different I don't age. understand we live I mean in a different I age. it's not that I want cats to be declawed no My I two don't cats, either. let me re- repeat for those of you who are ready to pen me a, a nasty email oh, no, no. or or call our boss I do not have either one of my cats declawed. However, I'm just not sure why this is something that they're focused on. Okay, so it comes down to, I believe, the individual veterinarian, right? You show up at a vet's place and you go, I, I show, here's my cat. I want to get my cat declawed. The vet could say, we don't do that Our, here. That's what my vet says. Right, we, not, we don't do that. We don't do that. And then, then I say, why don't you do that? And then they explain why right. they don't do that because we think it's inhumane because right. it's blah, 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 blah. Well, this is what we have to do. This is blah, blah. Well, then once someone explains it to you, you say, oh, that is inhumane. But then if you were so inclined and you really wanted to do this, that's your business, whatever, right? People, please don't, you would go to another vet. It's kind of like the, the, the cake guy. Jack Phillips? Yeah. Right? The yeah. people go... I just, wanna, there are a lot of other bakeries. Right. You just move on just to some place. Just go to another bakery. But instead, now the city of Pittsburgh is going to get into this, and they're going to make a law that says, you know, within the city of Pittsburgh, no, I, mean, I, I, just I just I feel like this is one of those things, and not everything fits in this category, but there should be a category of better settled in the private sector. Yeah. Just, it's more efficient. It's just, it works a little better. Like, let people explain their case. Yeah. If you're a vet, Tell your people, tell your customers, patients, however you want to say, why you think this is inhumane. Make converts. And so they, they can decide on their own. You're right. I'm not going to have that done. Right. Instead of some overarching legislation well, by Pittsburgh City Council that I feel like is probably as better things to discuss. I think it's you like know, hiring a new superintendent for the school. The whole thing Maybe about. they don't do you know, that. Does well, City no, they do don't do that. The school board does that. But you know what I mean? Everything is so now PC. 
that uh, local government is getting involved in something like this. I look, I I'm not going to do this. But if that's your if that's what your prerogative is, then and, and a vet would agree to do that. Well, then okay. But now we're going to whatever people help us pray for peace and f- pray for cats. And don't get your cat declawed because I do think it is inhumane. All right, but you know. But you there are those decide, you, you kind of go. Your you're going to destroy my house or whatever. All right, so. All right, we'll take a quick break. We're opining about cats on the ride home. We sure. In the five o'clock hour, catechizing your kids. That's the best way I can put it. How do you teach your kids about God? We're going to talk about Drew Dick coming up in the next hour. Right now. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Federal Reserve is signaling it may start raising its benchmark interest rate sometime next year, earlier than it envisioned three months ago, on a sign that it's concerned that high inflation pressures may persist. The World Health Organization says the number of new COVID cases continues to drop. Last week's drop marked the first substantial decline for more than two months, with falling COVID-19 cases in every world region. In its latest update on the pandemic released, WHO said there were major decreases in cases in two regions, a 22% fall in the Middle East and a 16% drop in Southeast Asia. The UN Health Agency said there were just under 60,000 deaths in the past week, a 7% decline. I'm Zeria Shakili. On Wall Street, stocks remain higher. The Dow up 287 points now. This is SRN News. When it comes to higher education, it's worth considering a Christian university or college, one that reaffirms students' faith instead of tearing it down. Research shows that students who attend a Christian college can become significantly more committed to their faith, and that's an important investment to make. You care about the type of people who are teaching the classes and about the content of the courses just as much as you do about the strength of the academics. It matters that Christian faith is supported and shared. Find out about many schools at once by attending the free Christian College Fair with representatives of colleges and universities from across North America. Start planning now. Take advantage of the opportunity to meet with representatives from top Christian colleges throughout the country. Learn about financial aid, scholarship opportunities, and more. Take your first step to a Christian college education at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford, Saturday, September 25th from 11 to 1. That's the Pittsburgh Christian College Fair, Saturday, September 25th at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement, offer valid through 123121, all with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at Windows. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That is Windows 
pittsburgh.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Hello, Word FM listeners. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager at Salem Media here in Pittsburgh. Looking to upgrade your career? Increase your annual earnings? At Salem Media, we sell advertising campaigns to local business owners using our radio stations and Salem Surround assets featuring over 50 social media and digital products. If you have more than two years of successful outside sales experience, proficient computer skills, and a drive to be the best, please go to Salem.cc and look for Pittsburgh under the Careers tab. Salem Media Pittsburgh is an equal opportunity employer. Tornado watch is in effect through late this evening. Tonight, cloudy and breezy, some rain at times, and a couple of thunderstorms this evening. Storms can be strong to severe, producing flooding downpours, damaging winds, even an isolated tornado. Later tonight, rain at times, maybe another thunderstorm. It'll be breezy and turn much cooler with a low of 53. Tomorrow, a passing morning shower, otherwise mostly cloudy and breezy, dry in the Laurel Mountains, the high 60. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, thanks for coming along. We're under a tornado watch until 10 o'clock this evening. A little rainy out there right now. Yeah, so, some uh, excitement here yeah. in southwestern Pennsylvania. Have you ever seen the tornado? Uh, I have. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, here. no, no. Seen? I, I mean, have like, been through a tornado. You've been through a tornado? Uh, it went very close. It went without about three miles from my house. No kidding. That's that's, clo- that's not close. particularly close, but know. it is close. It's close. And you know how I knew about it? Hmm. My cats, who I had at the time, both we were like my husband and I. Cats were there. Instantly, they both looked up at each other and they ran into the basement. <laughs> they ran into the like, basement. Tore. Did you follow them into the basement? And we knew that there was weird weather. And so my husband was like, we should go to the basement. No kidding. We went down, turned on the radio, and a tornado what? was right, went right down McKnight Road. That's a wild Isn't story. Isn't that crazy that story? That is very crazy, huh? And the, I don't know where they went in the basement either. Because we went down there, we were like, oh. where, they, they were, were in like some very subterranean location. Right. Were, were these the cats were declawed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it didn't get in the way of them knowing there was a tornado. I just knew. All right. Anyway, um, back in the... Uh, the uh, 80s or the 90s, uh, leather, right? Leather pants. Oh, big leather thing. pants. Joan Jett. Yeah. Um, David Bowie. Sure. Right? Um, leather pants, leather blazers were a thing. Yeah. Um, now, I've owned, uh, you know, like leather coats, like a winter coat. Yeah. But I've never owned a leather blazer. I've certainly never owned leather pants. I mean, can is there, I, I don't think you'd have to be, you know, Barishnikov yes. or someone of yeah. that stature as a guy. You mean to wear to wear with leather pants? Yeah, like six two and eighty five pounds. Is pretty much. Yeah, the, or the six bo- six would be better. The body type you need right. to you pull wanna, off leather pants. No, no one under six two should be. I, I believe no. just as a guy. No, how now, about women? A, no, I think yeah. Because they, that's a really they accent. Yeah, there's not a lot of right. Yeah. So okay, so you know how when you go to paint in your house, yeah. 
you've got all sorts of different glosses, right? So you can go flat mm-hmm. or you can go high gloss. Sure. Well, the problem with high gloss is that it highlights all of the imperfections. imperfections. Yeah. That's why you shouldn't wear leather pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, leather blazers and leather pants are making a comeback for fall of this year, right? So you may be seeing, <laughs> I don't know, is there, I guess there is. I mean, is there a fashion scene here in the city of Pittsburgh? Sure. So it's not, not like New York. So there, yeah, are, there is one. Really? Mm-hmm. But where do you go? If you're like a fashionista and you're showing off your fashion style, where are you exactly, right? I don't you really know, know because I don't think I would be in that well, sector. Well, I mean, you know, there's black tie events and things like that. But yeah. if you're a fashionista, where are you headed Where are to? you shopping? Where? No, I, I can't understand where you're shopping. But where are you going to... Oh, to show off yes. your thing. Because that's what, you know, to to be a fashionista, it's one thing to buy, but then right. you want to go and show. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I remember I went to, uh, years ago, we went to the original Cirque du Soleil. Oh. And my wife and in I Las were... In Las Vegas? The, no, here in the city. Oh, okay. And who shows up? Mario. <gasps> and the, the, whole cr- play. the crowd parted. Like the Queen of England. Yeah. I mean, and, and everybody was like, oh, oh, I mean, and there was Fashionista. Yeah. Which was super cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, dig it. You know, he's working it. Show it. You yeah. Know? But I just, And he looked terrific. I'm oh, sure of course he did. He did. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? I mean, but could you imagine, you know, someone like that showing up now wearing leather pants? Because Well, and I mean, like, I mean- Sid could pull off leather pants. Gino, I'm sure. I bet Gino has leather pants. Is he it? seems like the kind of person that would wear leather. Gino, pants. yeah, Gino would. He right? would le- the, wear leather. The, pants. the European vibe, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where a guy and he's tall and thin. Yeah, and he could probably pull that off. Are le- is leather clothing now? Is that verboten? I think it's gross. I mean, it's very expensive, but it just looks like it would be the thought of putting leather on my body is gross to me. You wouldn't wear a leather jacket. A leather, well, an. An like a exterior winter? jacket. Yeah, I would wear a leather exterior jacket. But like leather pants next to my skin, that seems gross. Would you wear leather pants, Christy? No, and the only thing going through my mind is the Friends episode. Oh, my gosh. That's the only thing I can think about when you talk about leather pants. Yeah, well, yeah. Wait, I don't know the episode. Christy? Uh, Ross puts on, he <laughs> wears leather pants. It's very, and, it's very, very funny. <laughs> I don't even remember what he puts on in his girlfriend's bathroom, like, Vaseline or something yeah, on his I legs, yeah, 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 or baby oil or something yeah. like that, so you can get them off. Right. Yeah, it's it's because do you want that against your skin? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, it's nothing I would really consider. However, I mean, in the name of fashion, people do and wear right. weird things. And, and the reason we're talking about it is it's on the front page of the Wall Street Journal today. Right. The, so this is clearly a cutting edge fashion trend that's about right. to come to a community near you a community i'm not sure not. i mean the wall street journal but again even post-covid people are not gathering my sister was in new york city two weeks ago and i was like hey how is it is the energy back she said not nearly enough yeah so people are still you know away from the office even in new york city or la people are still not gathering in mass like they used to although my kid was at the uh, Penn State football game Which on Saturday. Which is fabulous. 110,000 people. Yeah, that was a really great game to watch. Yeah, sure was. How about um, when you were away, the Met came back. Metropolitan oh, that's Opera right. yeah, in New yeah. York. Um, standing room only. That's and super cool. to an eight and a half minute ovation. 
How cool is that? At the end. Fabulous. Really, really terrific. People are excited. So over time, it's going to, you know. Let's hope so. Yeah. I mean, aren't you hungry for normal? Yes. Of course, we all are. Yeah. We all are, whatever it's How about the Steeler game on Sunday? Yeah, what was the attendance like? Well, I don't know, because early on I tuned in. It was good. Wait, I saw it. I saw it. It was good. It was like 64,000 or something. Well, what about the problem with the ticketing? Oh, so people couldn't get in. People no. missed almost the whole first quarter exactly. trying to get in. Right? Yeah. And then nobody could buy food or drinks in right, the fourth right, quarter, right? Because right. right? that, that didn't work either. Right. Anyway, how about leather pants at a Steeler game? Okay, let me just say this. <laughs> Being concerned about ticketing is the least of our problems For based the on the Steeler game. Okay? Well, I thought about you guys because we made predictions before the season started. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And I was saying, for sure, it looks like a winning season for us. How about Ben you, today? So now they're one and one, and Ben's hurt. He's, he's got on a the injured reserve. Injury. Yeah, he'll be fine. He said he can't move his arm outside of his body. You know, like they'll give him a magic shot. Oh, okay. I'm not saying I endorse such a thing. Save your emails. All right. But they're going to do it. All right. Coming up next, catechizing your kids. How do you teach your kids about God without it just being weird? What do you mean? Why? It can be weird fast if you try to teach your kids about God and you're too preachy. Well, first of all, you lead by example, right? Then don't, you go to church. Don't act like it's so easy. I'm not saying it is, yeah. but... 101.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new, new music. New music from Micah Tyler, Walking Free. By Mercy Me. Yeah, we're on our way. And promises from Maverick City Music. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm. We'll treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 8.36, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 
your tax. 1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. I'm sorry, it can be weird. What's that? Trying to teach your kids about God. Why do you say that? Because you want to do it well, but if you come off too preachy, first of all, you're going to sound weird. Second of all, your kids are going to not really take it seriously because it's going to sound like you're trying to sell no, them a no, thing. No, no, no. But if you're leading by example, if you're, you know, you're starting, we're all going to say a prayer at dinner. That's like basic one on one. We're going to pray. So we pray at dinner. Okay. We pray at bedtime. Okay. We go to church on Sunday. Okay. Those are all good things. Those three basic things sets the foundation yeah, for introducing good. your kids. Yeah. And then regular Bible reading. Is okay. It? All right. That's good. You're talking like this is easy and straightforward. No, I'm not saying it's Get easy, but here. I'm just saying, you know, those become the, you know, the regular fabric of your life, right? I mean, how easy it is to say a prayer at dinner time. Uh, okay. Yes. But, I, but I'm just saying... When it comes down to, I need to, I feel like my kid is six years old and I need to teach them about X. It can be a hard thing to wade into. Well, okay, I get that. But that's why there's you, your husband, your family, and a community of people around you to help lift that, right? Ideally, that is the case, not to mention the Holy Spirit who works amen, in, amen, amen. in our infirmities. The problem is, though, whenever you know, whenever they get to be late teens and they leave the home and then they go to college and they go, hey, I haven't been to church. Uh, I haven't been to church this week. I'm not going. Uh, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm taking some time off or something like that. And you're going to go, I've lost my kid. And we're back to friends. We're on a break. I've lost my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Dick is back with us. Drew is the acquisition editor at Moody Publisher, a contributing contributing editor at Christianity Today, Pastors.com, author of Your Future Self Will Thank You, Secrets to Self-Control from the Bible and Brain Science, here today to talk to us about Generation X Christian, why young adults are leaving the church and how to bring them back. Drew, please give us some wisdom. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Um, I heard, you know, your little preamble there, and I think I'm with Kathy. It's tough to train kids <laughs> in even the most basic doctrines of the faith, especially when they're little, like my kids are. Okay, so but, Drew, way in. but do, Drew, do you say <laughs> prayers at dinner? I say prayers at dinner. I say prayers at night. But then recently, my wife, Grace, said to me, shouldn't we be doing family devotions more? Like, we'll do it like, you know, once in a while. And all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, you know, I kind of, you just assume that they're going to kind of get the Christian faith by osmosis, and mm-hmm. certainly you get some of that, but I'm realizing it takes some intentionality to teach them these things. My two oldest, who are um, seven and nine, got in a bizarre fight recently about who is better, God or Jesus. <laughs> and so I... <laughs> That's time well spent. I said, I, yeah, you guys are kind of missing the point, you know... Um, uh, my daughter said that Jesus could walk on Legos. That was her line, so she thought that was pretty impressive. But I, I try not to intervene too much, but I'm realizing we have some, some training to do. All right, well, speaking of training, you you put this question out on Twitter, uh, I don't know, 
four or five days ago about, you know, how do you teach your kids? And next thing I know, my daughter is telling stories on Twitter about our family devotions to you. I was like, that was my favorite part. How did I lose control of this? (laughs) I got to peek behind the curtain. Yes. No, I loved that. And I think if, you know, if we're all being honest, there are times in our family life uh, when it comes to teaching our kids the faith that, that we don't want people to see or we don't do perfectly. Right. But you know what? I, I comfort myself saying, if you're trying, if you're at least trying, you know, and you're bringing them to church <laughs> and, and you're praying with them and trying to teach them, you're doing a lot better than most folks. Uh, yeah, good. I'll buy that 100%. You are doing a lot better than a lot of people, right? Because if the faith is important to you, then, of course, your kids are going to see that, right? And so they're going to want to engage in that because what's important to you is, is what's important to your kids, especially if you do it again and again over years. Right, and that's that's a gut check for for me at least because it's like, okay, how, how rich is my devotional life? Uh, are they seeing Dad open his Bible uh, you know, and, and sometimes you're reading on your phone. They don't know what you're looking at. You know, you could be on Twitter, which maybe I am. Uh, so <laughs> that was another realization I had. Hey, I got to I got to get my big, uh, you know, analog physical Bible and drag it out of retirement. And, and so they can see me opening that because that was a huge part of my childhood. Seeing my parents open open the scriptures uh, set a great example for me. And so I'm hoping to do the same for my kids. That's interesting that the visual thing was I mean, obviously, visual things are important between uh, kids and parents all the time, but the actual seeing of the physical Bible was something that was that made an impact on you. And I think back to, you know, my mom just passed away last year, and when I was cleaning out her house, which was a really painful process that seemed to go on and on and on, um, what I kept coming across were all, you know, her, she had like three different Bibles, all of her notes in her Mm -hmm. Bible, all of the books that she highlighted or all those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that when I was growing up and seeing that, that was pre-digital. So I get that that was what people did. But just as a human being, there's something about about having that physical thing that you can hold on to that you can look at. It's not a picture on my phone. You know, it's an actual thing. It's like something that my mom did. She thought it was important enough to highlight this passage. Yeah, irrefutable. Yeah. And th- mm. you, can't, you can't get away with how, how important that is. Absolutely. I think we lose a lot, maybe more than we realize sometimes with all our digital tools. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great. You know, my phone reads the Bible to me, and that's fun. But, <laughs> but you're right. Like, what a legacy your mom left you with those highlighted passages and notes and and yeah, growing up for me, the Bible had this kind of presence in our home because my dad had this big physical Bible. Uh, and so some of those things are, are real losses, and, and it may be worth thinking for the parents, hey, let, let's bring some of those things back uh, right. and, and not always choose the most convenient digital tools. Yeah, well, I mean, the church is part of this as well, Drew, because, you know, when when we go to worship on Sunday morning, our pastor will say, well, the, the, you know, the verses, our first uh, Bible reading is, and then he'll say, you can use, you know, you can look at the screen, or you can get on your phone, or use the Bible in the pew. So, you know, yeah. th- there's an opportunity, but, you know, a lot of people, and me included, I'm just going to grab my Bible app and not pick up the hard Bible. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a little more convenient, and yeah, our pastor says you know flip or scroll uh, to the yeah, passage. Right. <laughs> so I get that. And then of course, but the the tough thing is sometimes you're 
sure, you open your Bible app, but then it's tempting to flip over to social media and maybe check your email. And <laughs> right, <laughs> there are right. a ton of distractions buying for your time and attention anytime you use your phone. Right. <laughs> We're talking to Drew Dick, acquisitions editor at Moody Publisher, but he's the author of a whole bunch of great books too, including Your Future Self Will Thank You, Secrets to Self-Control from the Bible and Brain Science, and his latest, Generation X Christian, Why Young Adults Are Leaving the Church and How to Bring Them Back. Um, Drew, here's the problem that I, that my husband and I struggled with with our uh, kids, um, and maybe my daughter will tweet you about it later, uh, which, is, <laughs> which is that, um, like, we had the elements together, you know, so we're going to, we, we, we do that, we pray, and we do this, and we go to church, we do the blah, blah, but telling the story of the scripture is a harder thing. Because there's a lot in it and, you know, you can, you know, the creation, fall, redemption, restoration thing. Yeah, you can name those four words. But really fleshing out the story of salvation, the story of restoration, the story of, you know, all of history, everything that we know, everything that we see, everything in the cosmos is part of God's, you know, sovereign plan of, you know, conquering evil and bringing the people he loves to be part of his kingdom. Like that's a harder thing to convince your kids of, you know, or not to convince them of, I I don't want to say convince them, like to introduce them to. And that's what we felt like was really the heart of it. Yeah. And you're right. It's tough to convey all of that, right? Because I mean, the Bible's a big book. There's a lot to this and you're absolutely right. You need to, to convey that meta narrative of scripture, the, you know, creation, fall, redemption, all of that to kids, because otherwise, if you just cut right to salvation, like, hey, you need to invite Jesus into your heart, it doesn't make a lot of sense if you don't understand the background. And so I just think it's important to get into the stories of Scripture. I've tried to do this with my kids, especially during the pandemic. For a big stretch there, our church wasn't meeting. Uh, We had the streaming services, but for little kids, man, it was tough to get them to look at a laptop for an hour and a half. And so I I just broke out the Bible and tried to teach them, and it's tough, especially when you have a toddler on Okay, okay, so you've already heard my crash and burn story because it was tweeted by my offspring, but have you had similar, like, crash and burns? Oh, I can't even tell you. I've lost my temper while I'm trying to teach them about the love of Jesus. It's like, sit still, kids. You need to hear this. Um, yeah, and then after one of my quote-unquote sermons, uh, the toddler came up and just handed me a full diaper. So I don't know if that was a good sign or not. That was, that was uh, your grade. No. Yeah, that was my grade. I, <laughs> I, and, and by the way, I think anyone who wants to teach the Bible should start by teaching kids because it's the ultimate challenge. But yes, it's not always smooth. But here's the thing, and I comfort myself, and I think this is true with this fact, and that is that kids absorb more than you think, Right. right? And the fact that you're making the effort and that you're diving into the Bible together as a family, even if things go sideways and there's a fight midway through, or you're going to church, and of course, that's always a great time to, to um, a great opportunity to fight uh, for some reason. And yet, you know, in the thick of it all, I think we have to trust the God that works because right. that's that's how these things happen. If, at the end of the day, and I comfort parents with this too, because I think there's a lot of fear. I know I feel it about your kids growing up, especially when they get into that like college range. Are they going to, is the faith going to stick? Is it something that's core deep to them? And I think the truth is if they see that it was for you, if you lived it and, 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 and taught it to them and tried your best, even if you were imperfect and didn't always get it right, that goes a long way. Amen to that. Yeah. Business, of course, but it goes a long way and God can do wonders with it. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. Hey, Drew, uh, we're, we're going to step away for just a minute. Can you stay with us for, for a little bit on the other side? Absolutely. Fabulous. Thanks. Okay, let's pick that thread up. It's one thing when your kids are little 
It's a, an entirely different story when your kids leave the home and they have their own life. How do you ensure that your kids continue to live their faith, to worship, to be part of a Christian community? That's next. When it comes to higher education, it's worth considering a Christian university or college, one that reaffirms students' faith instead of tearing it down. Research shows that students who attend a Christian college can become significantly more committed to their faith, and that's an important investment to make. You care about the type of people who are teaching the classes and about the content of the courses just as much as you do about the strength of the academics. It matters that Christian faith is supported and shared. Find out about many schools at once by attending the free Christian College Fair with representatives of colleges and universities from across North America. Start planning now. Take advantage of the opportunity to meet with representatives from top Christian colleges throughout the country. Learn about financial aid, scholarship opportunities, and more. Take your first step to a Christian college education at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford, Saturday, September 25th from 11 to 1. That's the Pittsburgh Christian College Fair, Saturday, September 25th at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 1231-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. A tornado watch is in effect through late this evening. Tonight, cloudy and breezy, some rain at times, and a couple of thunderstorms this evening. Storms can be strong to severe, producing flooding downpours, damaging winds, even an isolated tornado. Later tonight, rain at times, maybe another thunderstorm. It'll be breezy and turn much cooler with a low of 53. Tomorrow, a passing morning shower, otherwise mostly cloudy and breezy, dry in the Laurel Mountains, the high 60. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I think anybody who has kids and you're a Christian, you think about this, right? You pray about it. You worry about it. I'm raising my kids in the faith. 
But then what happens whenever they leave the house and they have their own lives? Will they continue on? Now, I'm one of seven kids. Um, we were raised in, in a strong family, in a, in a Christian family. And uh, of us seven, I would say, you know, there's the, more than five, probably five of us would call ourselves believers, our believers. So that's pretty good. But there's also worry, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think about it with my boys. Sure. I'm sure you think about it with yours. All the time. Drew Dick is with us. Uh, he's written about this, thought about it, prayed about it extensively. Drew, uh, people are leaving their faith. Um, what do you think? I mean, do kids, majority of kids come back, or is this a lost cause? Not, not to scare everyone too much, but the statistics are pretty grim if you've seen them. Um, today, among the 18 to 29-year-old demographic, about 40% of them claim to have no religion. Uh, and that's up dramatically because it was only about 11% of, of young people in 1990 that would claim to have no religion. So it's the first generation that's majority non-Christian because you've got some other faiths in there. You add it all up. And, and if you're a Christian in that cohort, you are now in the minority. So it's a big challenge for sure. Um, and so parents need to be uh, aware of this, vigilant, especially when you, like you're talking about, when they're headed into that you know, teen, those teen years, late teen years, they're going to leave the house, go off to college. Yeah. That's where parents need to be really strategic. You make sure that they, they're, they have some intergenerational relationships. That's the number one predictor, by the way, if, whether someone's going to retain his or her faith is if they have connections to older, mature Christians. Who that's huge. Other than their parents. Other than their parents. And, of course, their parents as well. That's big. But, yeah, um, other than their parents, so that when they age out of youth group, they don't lose their connection to the body of Christ. I think that's so essential. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I urge people to do when their kids are getting ready to, say, go off to college, instead of just focusing on, okay, which college should they go to? We, we spend a lot of energy doing that. Have a plan for them to connect with a church, not send them off and, hey, try to find a church when you're at college or a new, new community of, of, of Christians. Really be intentional about coming alongside them, helping them get connected, because the majority of young people who end up leaving the faith, it's not necessarily that they always have some big intellectual crisis. It's more often that they just disengage from the body of Christ, and then over time, they, they, they don't have those connections and they drift away. So I can't overstate how important that is. Yeah. And Drew, I can't, you know, just thinking back on my girls growing up, um, and not that they're, you know, grown up yet. I don't know when any of us grow up, actually, fully, but... Uh, <laughs> But thinking about them when they were younger, I think one of the biggest influences they had is the fact that we go to a church that is on a university campus. And so there are a ton of people between the ages of 18 and 26 or 27 who are following Jesus and seeing those people year after year. um, Who were closer to their age than my husband and I are. um, They're just it's a different subset of people they have a different attitude they talk differently but they believe in the same jesus that is a real reinforcing element in their lives growing up is that they see that there's more going on and then of course fortunately for our church we also have people that are older than my husband and i so it really is it's like one of those gifts of community where you get to see people engaging their faith believing in the same jesus but in very different stages that's wonderful. Yeah, because it's so important to be able to look and imagine yourself, say, 10 years down the road and go, oh, there's someone who's faithfully following Jesus and someone I admire and look up to and want to be like. And so, so if they don't have that, it's just hard for their imaginations uh, to kind of to form and, and think, yeah. yeah, what a faithful life of following Christ looks like 
or looking even farther down the road and seeing someone who's 70 or 80 uh, faithfully following Christ. Right. Uh, that's huge. I was talking to a, a guy recently, and he said, you know, I think the real reason I stuck with the faith, he's like, maybe this sounds superficial, but my, my parents took me to a church where there's some really cool older guys that were like five or 10 years older than me. And I wanted to be like them and they were following Jesus. And I kind of did too. You know, sometimes it's that simple. Yeah. Um, but that is so, so important. But it can also be very complex. Now I could imagine someone, you know, out of college, maybe they were part of a college ministry or not. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, there they are 26, 27, 28 years old, and they find themselves in a new neighborhood and think, you know, I'd like to go back to church. And how awkward that must be for a young adult to walk into a church and the large majority of people are 40, 50, 60 years old. And you're, you know, uh, late to, you know, late 20s trying to connect and you have very, very few options. It's got to be hard for a lot of people. It is. It, it really is. I mean, anytime you're trying to find a new church. I mean, I, I did this about five years ago when we moved. And I'm 43, and well, at the time, I guess I was uh, in my late 30s, but it was it was daunting. And all of a sudden, I had this whole new sympathy for people <laughs> when you try to find a new church, right? You come in, you feel self-conscious, you don't want people to notice you, but you kind of do at the same time, and, and it's tough. And especially in that age range, because it's kind of a no-man's land, and that's where parents, it, you know, if you've got friends in that range, you're helping them plug into community. Or if they're in the vicinity, you're coming alongside them. Uh, and, and inviting them to church and getting them plugged into the body of Christ because it's it's so crucial. Um, we just the way we're wired up, I think. And it's sometimes people don't like to hear this, but I think we're sociological creatures. We want to belong before we believe, and so that is so crucial, especially mm-hmm. for young people. Yeah, that that is so true. Uh, Drew Dick has been with us, uh, author of several books. I got your books in the wrong order last time I was talking about them. I, don't I mean, know there's what so happened. many, Drew. That's oh, hard. That's okay. that's it's a- hard when you, when you're prolific. Yeah, you know things <laughs> things slip in and out in the chronology. That's just the way it is. Anyway, so he's the author of Generation X Christian: Why Young Adults Are Leaving the Church and How to Bring Them Back. Also, Yawning at Tigers: You Can't Tame God, So Stop Trying. And his latest, which is Your Future Self Will Thank You: Secrets to Self Control from the Bible and Brain Science. Nice. We thank. Thank you, Drew. We do. Oh, I think, and I don't care if you get them out of order, if you mention them, I'm delighted. Good. Good. So, <laughs> we, so we fulfilled our role. And if you're on Twitter, <laughs> Drew is a great follow. Yes. He is witty as the day is long. Fabulous. Really, really good. Oh, Thanks, Drew. Thank you. My, my wife doesn't think so, but I'm glad you do. That's okay. Tell Grace we said hi. And, you know, if you hear any stories about my family from my daughter, just, you know, flag me. Such is life. <laughs> will do. Thanks. Thank you. Drew Dick. We'll take a quick break, come back. When we do come back, does this make sense? That's next. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. God saves us on his terms, not on ours. We don't get to write the rules. He's God. He has the power to do what needs to be done. But let me tell you, he will do it his way. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Elisha, the Double Blessed Prophet, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. At Grove City College, dare I say things are back to normal? I mean, that's probably not accurate because nothing is back to normal. But just over the weekend, I was talking to some students who were on campus at Grove City, and they were saying, wow, like this fall has been fun for them because there were all of these activities that have been happening that they weren't able to do last year because of COVID, right? And like 
This weekend was the first football game. So the whole student body was there for a whiteout. There are all sorts of activity fairs and stuff going on with different arts groups and fraternity, sorority, whatever it is. People are living like the fun things about college. Now, the terrific thing about Grove City is last year when COVID was at its peak, there were still classes going on and there were still in-person classes going on. So the relationships that students were able to have with professors, I mean, it was different because of masking and all of that, but it still happened. And that's really wonderful thing. Um, but a lot of the social things didn't happen. And that is kind of coming around again this year in spite of the continuing threat from COVID. And I really think that's because of the commitment of the leaders and the administration at the campus wanting to do the very best they can for the kids that are there. If you've got a kid, you're interested in a university setting that is of high integrity. Look at Grove City College, gcc.edu. The nation of Haiti is in crisis. 18 months of COVID-19 induced food shortages. An earthquake and tropical storms have pushed children and families to the brink of starvation. Sometimes when I don't have anything to give them, they'll cry and tell me they're hungry. And I have to tell them that I don't have anything. But you can make a difference. We are so blessed to live in the country that we live in. And if you're able to give anything, any small amount would help. Food for the Poor has stood with Haitian families for 35 years. And with your help, together we can help them through this difficult time by giving them what they need most, food. Your generous gift will allow Food for the Poor and our church partners to feed starving children and families. $150 gives enough food to feed 25 children for the next month. Please help answer their prayers and cries for help. Click the Red Help Haiti banner at wordfm.com or on your cell. Dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Or click the Red Help Haiti banner at wordfm.com. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Grape nuts. Now it's a cereal... That, I would say, is outside the mainstream. You think? So it's not your Cocoa Puffs. It's not your S'mores. Uh, It's also not your Honey Nut Cheerios. And so I'm asking you, John Hall, from your perspective, does Grape Nuts, do Grape Nuts make sense? Well, Grape Nuts make sense like a mouthful of gravel. (laughs) They're horrible. They're the worst. I mean, seriously, if you're going to have something in the morning, you want something that, you know, sort of a wake up, that's pleasing, that's, you know, generally the palate is happy to engage. Mm -hmm. Grape nuts is the antithesis of that. Mm. You do not want to eat grape nuts. They don't make any sense at all. I don't care what the nature people say or the healthy tree huggers and all that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to eat that. I'm just not. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why would I? What? I'm going to start my day eating a mouthful of gravel. No. Grape nuts totally make sense. They're my favorite cereal of all time. This really? is why. Not that you asked, but because you're also like, you know, amped up about it. Yeah, I'm just going to say that grape nuts can become what you want them to be. First of all, they're packed with nutrition. <laughs> okay, that's the first thing. Okay. Second of all, you can put sugar on them. You can mm. put salt on them. You can add them to yogurt. You can add them to milk. Mm. You can add them to fruit. They can become Grape nuts pie is a big thing in the state of Connecticut. It's just a big... Grape nuts, to me, are the most flexible, the most malleable 
cereal treat that you could have, and I endorse them 100%. Grape nuts, yes, cereal treat. They make sense. All right. All right. To each his own. I had some today. Does this make sense? Mm-kay. Now, I know that, you know, the Internet's weird. And I don't know if this is just me, because I don't engage in this, but I see this all the time. The ads come my way. What is the deal? Does this make sense? The disgustingly gross earwax ads. <laughs> what is that? Why do I have to see a photo of a giant blob of someone's earwax? Do you get that on your feet? That's the, that is horrible. Horrible. What is that? That's that doesn't make any horrible. sense to me. I, I have never once in my life Googled earwax. I, get, I tell you this. It's, I'm not... Uh, but all of a sudden, every time I... Uh, there's there's the ad. There, what, what I, I have to... I, I don't want earwax ads. No. It doesn't make any sense to no. me. No. Make sense to you? Absolutely not. Do you get the and ads? Even if I, I have seen the ads. I don't get them regularly because I'm too busy getting like ads for cat stuff, which I get you know at Rabbit suggest- Succession. But let me say, even if that is a major issue, I don't want to see it. Uh, who wants? I don't want to see it. I don't want to see my like own earwax, let alone a stranger's. Doesn't make sense. Remember the kids game Telephone? The teacher would whisper in the first kid's ear, I have a purple giraffe named Lucy. And then each kid would whisper that to the next kid to see if the message could make it to the end. At the end, little Johnny would of course yell out, My paper airplane is storming your Barbie castle. It's Ryan. And the point I'm trying to make is, sometimes, middlemen can create problems. At United Faith Mortgage, an important thing about us is that we have a direct lender advantage. We are an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. For you, this often allows us to get your loan done faster. And because we lend with our company's money, we can often get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. This is Greg Truszynski from the Original Mattress Factory. Our company's mission is simple, to provide a better mattress and a better mattress shopping experience, all at a great value. We believe you deserve a high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price. We believe you should be able to shop for a mattress without high-pressure sales tactics. And we believe in transparency. You should know exactly how a mattress is made so you can judge its value for yourself. Stop by for a factory tour today to see the OMF difference for yourself. If you owe the IRS back taxes, then get ready to pay up. The IRS has giant private collection agencies actively tracking down folks who owe the IRS. So if you think dodging them was stressful in the past, it's going to get a whole lot tougher. Optima Tax Relief has this advice. Don't wait. Solve your tax problems now before it's too late. Optima Tax Relief works to stop the demand letters, stop the aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS collectors from targeting you. Ask Optima about the Fresh Start Initiative. One of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. And nobody knows this program better than they do. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they get results. Having resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get a fresh start. Call today for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. 
Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. how a visa works you know you go to a foreign country and um you're allowed to stay for x number of you know months i've never had to get a visa when i went anywhere well you you have to do that when you like if i'm going to go to Paris. listen to me if i'm going to go to paris for a couple months like that's in the offing but i'm just saying in my dream world like if i were to do that if you have made plans to stay you have to you know you get a tourist visa but then it becomes a work visa as well Okay. So if you plan to, you know, stay for, I'm not sure, you know, a tourist visa maybe lasts 60 days or 90 days, and then you can flip that into a work visa. Mm. So uh, this is a new wrinkle in the uh, the time of COVID that um, the tiny island of Montserrat, which is in the Caribbean, mm. uh, now has said, w- instead of staying long, we're going to limit you, we're going to give you a two-month visa, and that's how long you can stay. On the island. Can you stay less than that or you have to stay for a full two no, months? No, you have to stay two months. Oh. And you time. and your spouse have to make a minimum of $70,000. And when you first come and join us on the island, you have to stay in isolation for two weeks to ensure that you are COVID free. So by doing that, there's an income requirement that you have enough cash that you're going to spend to support the local economy. And you'll stay long enough to spend that money, and we know that you're COVID-free as well. Isn't that cool? Would you do that? I don't know if I would do that for I two would do months. That in a heartbeat. Would you? Okay. If I could, if you could work remotely someplace, like on a tropical Caribbean island, I would happily. I mean, of course, in that. that sounds awesome. Yeah. But I just wonder, like, what? what I couldn't bring my books with me. Why not? Well, I couldn't bring that many books with me. You could bring a suitcase of books. You could bring 20 books with you easily. My guess is, well, it's a tiny island. So anyway, uh, I'm reading this article in the New York Times. Yeah, like do they have a library there? Do they have... Well, there's only 5,000 people that live on the island. Okay. Um, and in this article, they're saying, this one woman said, well, I, I heard these little chimes every day. And I thought, well, isn't that sweet? They're like school bell chimes. The chimes, though were an active volcano warning. And so in the 1990s... That's not sweet. Yeah, Uh, right. Then she realized, oh, it it means something else. So in the 90s, this active volcano spewed black ash all over the island and buried a, a chunk of the island. So... They just they run a test to make sure that the volcano warning chimes are still operational. That's what those little... So it comes okay, with a price so to pay. I was going to say, it's not without risk. Well, yeah, I, I guess so. I would love to. I would if, if I could, you know, like on the bucket list, yeah. I would love to go live on a Caribbean island for six months just to feel that. I would rather go live in Europe for six months if I could pick. Well, yeah. Okay, if I, it wasn't either or. Okay, what if it was either or? Okay, I'd go live in Europe. For would six you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. I just, I, it's, it's. I'm sure it's so beautiful, but there's something about me that's a little worried that I would. This sounds so terrible that I would be bored. What on the on the island? Yeah, I mean, is that stupid? No, no, no. I mean, I guess. Look, I, okay, I just came back from vacation. I'm sitting there six days in the beach. 
by the sixth day, I was ready to move. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can only, you know, paradise can only last so long. Right. And I'm thinking two months is, I mean, two months is not that long. But if you're working on the island, if you're doing your yeah, work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, I've got, I'm working. The so, ride home from Montserrat. Would that be nice? That'd be nice. Chris, I mean, you want to come? Yeah. Wait, I'll well, be there. Exactly. We'd have to get Milo his own visa. That's true, we would. <laughs> right. so, and a few shots. That, right, that right. would be different. Not shot, we're talking the injectable kind of shot, not right. the. Not pe- some Caribbean rum or something like that. People right. Milo, please, my friend. Okay, John, today's Hobbit Day. Hobbit Day? Mm hmm. Uh, on this day, we celebrate the anniversary of the publication of The Hobbit okay. by J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, would you like to guess what year The Hobbit was released? Mm, boy, I would have, this is hard for me. Uh... I I was way off. And I have read The Hobbit. I mean, it's it's one of my top five favorite books. Really? And I was I, I, embarrassed that I was that far I'm, off. Uh, this is, uh, 1942. How are you better than me at this? What year was it? 37. Oh, that's still far away. It's not that far away. Five years. That's a, that's a long time. Okay. I guessed 48. Okay. So I was 11 years off. Anyway, um, have you ever read The Hobbit? Uh, no, I, it's all right. You don't have no, to say. That's all right. Maybe, I've read it enough for both of us. I read half about of it. The Hobbit. Okay. The Hobbit is absolutely charming. It's absolutely a delight. It is a delight. The Lord of the Rings is a very difficult book. People talk about Lord of the Rings like, oh, it's like just reading like the first Harry Potter. It's nothing like reading the first yeah, Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, sure. And it's a very challenging book. It's totally worthwhile. And I'm very, very, I love, absolutely love Lord of the Rings. Excellent. But The Hobbit, in case you're wondering, mm-hmm. it's just a much more accessible book right. for anybody. So you could go to the Caribbean and read The Hobbit. I'd love to read right. The Hobbit. Sit on the beach. And- I have six versions of The Hobbit. What? Holy moly. Yeah. I have six versions. I have like some, like all different artistic renderings, all different sizes, ages. It's well, just then, such a then wonderful You should have book. known more than, yeah, you should have known. Well, thanks for making well, me Well, I'm just saying, worse. if you love it that much, I mean, you know. All right. Okay. Speaking of, you were mentioning de- desert, no, not deserted islands, desert islands, yeah. which are very different. Well, I'd like to have some dessert on the island. Would you? Heck yeah. At Montserrat, they have to have good dessert. Well, but that's a, Fr- that, that's yes. a French word, right? right Montserrat. Yeah. So I'm sure they have very fine culinary delights. Wouldn't that be nice? That would help to pass the two months. Of course it would. Except right. I'd come back and weigh an extra 30 pounds. Hey, you're tanned and you weigh 50 pounds more before you left. What's going on with that? Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be no, bad. But be I nice. mean, no, but, it, but I would like the experience of maybe doing it. Anyway, um, reading the city paper today, um, starting in October, the Carnegie Museum of Natural History is going to take guests on a deep dive into a new exhibit about very big fish that was developed by National Geographic. What? Okay. So have you seen the um, Nat Geo show Monster Fish? No. Have you seen it advertised? No. Christy, have you seen it? No. Really? Okay. I've seen, I have not watched it, but I've certainly seen it advertised. What is it? It's just some gigantic fish story. Uh huh. It's just about, it's like this, like, whoa. So you show me this photo. Massive, gigantic. This is from the cover of the city paper. This is just an extreme. That's so beautiful. (laughs) Extremely large fish. I hope you put it back in the water. Yeah. I, I think you did. Anyway, um, so this this exhibit, in case you've got kids that are interested in this, or in case you're, as an adult, are interested in it, um, begins on October 8th. It's called Monster Fish in Search of the Last River Giants. And what I think is cool about it is it's not about saltwater fish. It's not about whales. or This is about freshwater. What are you, what are you doing? Well, the TV is going to turn off. Oh, oh, I don't, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know. Okay. It's all right. All right, look, yeah, I'm going to hit okay. Maybe. 
except I'm not sure this is the right. We interrupt this fish story to turn on the TV set. What I thought was cool about it is the fact that it was, um, it's freshwater fish. So you don't think that a fish this big is at a river somewhere, yeah? Right, but it is. Christy, I don't know how to. I don't know how to fix it. I yeah. want to fix it, but it's I can't. That, it's that remote. It's this one. Yep. Okay. Why I, is, I don't know. Oh, I got it. I got oh, it. There you go. She diffused Yay. the ball. Got it. Thank you. I was gonna hit. I was gonna clip the green wire, but then I clipped the red wire. For twenty-four hours. I saved everybody. <laughs> About twenty different species of monster fish, all have been extensively studied by Hogan, will be highlighted in this. Uh, in this exhibit about bizarre giants of the water. I like it. Specimens equally enormous in proportion and odd in appearance. It's at the Carnegie. Yeah, it's going to be great. The Carnegie Museum of Natural History, Wait, October so 8th. Are they stuffed? Stuffed fish. They Well, I don't think they're stuffed. I think they're models. They didn't look stuffed. Like they don't look like they're fabric. They were real they fish. They look like they're engineered. They're not real fish. Okay. No, they're like they uh, the pictures of Sun City paper make them look very, very cool. Interesting. They're going to put it next to that uh, exhibit with the uh, camel. <laughs> People just keep freaked out. The dromedary. Out. Every, every the one that's behind the curtain right. so that if you're uh, if, if you're too offended by it, I you can't. can like not look at it's it. too much. It's too much to bear. And when's the last time you were at the Carnegie? I, like, I was just thinking the other day, I'm going to indict myself first. I bet I have not been either to the Museum of Natural History or art in three years. I, I would say uh, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say two years. That's wrong. Well, I drive by it every Sunday. That doesn't count. No, I drive. You know, but I drive by and I go. We got to go in there. Oh yeah, we got to. You know, yourself. we need to go. I thought in you were there. saying you were going to no. get points for just driving by. <laughs> no, nothing. No, I'm not waving at it and thinking that's a no, visit. No, don't. but you know, yeah, I would like to go. All right. So when you go, do you have a plan of action? Do you have a thing that yes. you always do? Yeah. Okay. What is that? Uh, the first thing I do is, um, you know, you pay and then you walk up the steps. Yeah. And then I go into the galleries. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, I just want to look at. I want to mostly. This is mostly what I want to do when I go to the museum is to people watch. Oh, so you're going to go to the museum and you're going to watch people, not the art. Well, well are you, but you're starting at the art museum side. You're not starting. Right. At the so I'll, 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 you know, wander around. Then I get a little weary. Sit down on a bench and then watch people also who are weary. Which is very enjoyable. All right. So, first of all, that's weird. No. Yeah, it is. It's very yeah, good. No, it is. So, did you are, want to people watch? Are you going then to the Natural History Museum while you're there, or you're doing that on a different day? Mm, it all depends how we were here. Oh. <laughs> you haven't done anything except looked at people. How well, tired can you be? You know, it just it takes a lot out of you to people watch. It's one of my favorite. Isn't what? Don't you love doing that? I no. love. I, I people are fascinating. If they I could, are fascinating, but I don't really like that. A really, lot. I mean that, that that talking Christmas tree job I had, where I sat in a little bo- box with a one-way mirror, and I got to watch people eight hours a day, and then talk to them over a little mic. That was the most fabulous job. I do wish I could do that again. Low pay scale. Yeah, well, you know, I was you know I was crippled. Mm-hmm. I, was, you know, I was on crutches, so any any contributions were happy. Any job was a good job. Yeah. yeah. Okay, when I go to the Carnegie, I start at the Natural History End. Yeah. And I go into the Hall of Architecture first. Mm, That's yeah. the first thing I do. That Hall of Architecture, I'm just going to go. Mad. How do you say why? Because well, it's plaster cast and yeah, you want to see the original. I well, mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd rather go to Europe it's and see the original of, ones too. But isn't it? That's such a gorgeous room. It's old and kind of musty to me. You know, it is. It that just doesn't feels, make sense. You know, that doesn't make sense. I want to get like a opinion. Mr. Clean, you know, imagine oh, Clean loud. the buildings up. What about the, little, what about the little windows where you can see the tiny little that's rooms? That's kind of cool, yeah. Don't you right. love that? Yeah, step out on those little wooden steps. Yeah. yeah. 
I can't believe you don't like the Hall of Architecture. Yeah, okay. What about the dromedary with the curtain around it? I like that a lot. Yeah, no, we all do. Okay, so Christmas is coming. Now, hopefully they'll you know do a Christmas thing, right, with all the trees and whatnot. That'll be a good excuse to go. Good. I think we should go. All right. Christy, you can go with us. Oh, thanks for the invite. Yeah, she's like, whatever. Pleasure. Anyway, that's our show. All that and more. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. See you on YouTube. The Word Pittsburgh. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.